If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Welcome to the Latin Connection, Billboard's weekly podcast on all things Latin music. I'm Griselda Flores in Los Angeles, and I want to start off by apologizing for missing each other last week, but Leila Cobo and I were actually both out of the country. And she's not with us this week either because she's feeling a bit under the weather, so we're definitely sending positive vibes your way, Leila. Hopefully you feel better and we miss you out here. <laughs> but I'm very excited to be back on such an important and busy week for Latin music because as you may know, or you may have heard, um, the Latin Grammys announced their nominees for this year. And leading the way with four nominations is Colombian star Fonseca, who's nominated not only for one album, but actually two. Conexión is up for Album of the Year, and Homenaje is up for Best Cumbia Vallenato Album. But also with four nominations is Mexican duo Jesse and Joy. With three nominations are artists like Pablo Alborán, Colombian newcomer Manuel Medrano, and Argentine singer and songwriter Diego Torres. Of course, you have Enrique Iglesias, who's nominated for his song Duele el Corazón featuring Wisin, Carlos Vives and Shakira are also nominated for La Bicicleta. So La Bicicleta and Duele el Corazón are up for both record and song of the year. And another category that's really interesting and probably one of my favorite categories is the best new artist category. It's such a diverse, um, it's so diverse this year because you have, you know, artists that are alternative, you have your pop singers, and then there's Josu Abela, who's representing the Mexican regional music genre. He's really talented. He's only 25 years old, and he's had such an amazing year. Actually, in May, he became the youngest ever songwriter to win at the ASCAP Latin Music Awards. His music is also charted on Billboard's charts, like the regional Mexican Airplay chart and top Latin albums. Um... He's also charted on that that list. And he's not only um, up for Best New Artist, his album is up for Best Norteño Album, and he's competing against music veterans like Intocable and Los Tigres del Norte. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, the nominations were announced earlier this week. And then the last, uh, the final voting round of voting actually closes October 13th, and then the Latin Grammys will air live on Univision November 17th. So 
we still are, we're still like two months away but we're already very excited and these categories are amazing so you know stay if you haven't seen the complete l a list of nominations for this year for the 17th edition of the latin grammys visit billboard.com we have the complete list there and everything you need to know about these best new artist nominees um yeah so that's that's a little bit of the latin grammy nominations and then also this week we had two very cool premieres <laughs> let's start off with the one that you know caught us off all caught us all off guard vicente fernandez the mexican icon of ranchera music he actually premiered a new corrido and it's a very original and unique corrido which he uses to endorse democratic nominee hillary clinton why don't we listen to it for a bit and then i'll give you a little bit of a background of the video so let's listen to el corrido de hillary clinton <laughs> So Vicente Fernandez joins, you know, a long list of Latino celebrities who are endorsing uh, Hillary Clinton. And he did it in his own way, in a very musical way, with a very personal corrido. Um, he says, you know, dear brothers, your voice is your vote. Together we can, you know, explaining to the Latino community why it's so important to vote in the upcoming November elections. So if you haven't seen the video uh, because there's actually a video attached to the song. You can log into billboard.com. Um, we have that video up. It's really interesting and very cool. Uh, check it out. It, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> and then another premiere that happened this week is Ricky Martin and Maluma's uh, collab, Vente Paca. It's such a fun song, very upbeat. There's a reggaeton rhythm to it. And they... The video, which premiered along with the track, has us feeling like it's summer all over again. You know, these two Latin superstars are partying it up in a hotel in Miami. Actually, the SLS Hotel in Miami Beach. Um, they're just having a blast in the music video, which was directed by Jesse Terrero. The track, uh, Vente Paca, was actually originally titled Some Kind of Dream. And it was written in Scandinavia, but for the Spanish language track, Mau y Ricky Montaner, which are the, who are the sons of Ricardo Montaner, penned the Spanish lyrics. Of course, Ricky Martin contributed, contributed in the writing. Um, so yeah, so Mau y Ricky made the uh, Spanish version. They're two talented um, songwriters. They're actually getting ready to premiere their own album, but they've written for other artists like Miguel Bosé, Yuridia, Thalia, and for their own dad, Ricardo Montaner, who's, you know, a icon in the Latin music industry. And it's perfect that we tie in uh, with this Ricky Martin and Maluma big premiere of Vente Paca with our interview of the week, which are Maui Ricky. They visited our LA offices um, where they talk about their new album, what inspires them to write these beautiful uh, romantic lyrics and these ballads that um, I was curious to find out what inspires them 
to write these tracks. So hopefully you enjoy the the interview of the week with Maui Riki. They're always such a pleasure to speak with. They're so fun and they're so humble and they're so, you know, just great, great guys and very talented. So without further ado, here's my interview with Maui Riki. Um, hope you enjoy it and come back next week for another episode of the Latin Connection podcast. Uh, I'm Griselda Flores and I leave you with Mau y Ricky. Okay, so we're here with two of my favorite songwriters, Mau <laughs> y Ricky, who have written songs for Thalia, Yuridia, Leslie Grace, the latest Aire with Maluma. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Ricky Martin's new single that, yeah. Yeah, the one that was announced. Yeah. Yeah. It's ours. So you guys have done so much, and yes, you guys are the sons of music legend Ricardo Montaner. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're amazing. Very happy to be here. Um, it's 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 funny because usually we don't do... I'm, I'm used to doing promo outside of the U.S., you know? I'm used to doing promo like in Mexico or in Latin America, and, and it's very cool slash weird to be in LA and wake up drive to an interview you know that type of stuff it's I think you it's drive awesome here in LA everywhere yeah yeah and I think it's I think it's awesome we we are very very happy usually to you there. have like a lobby call you know and you go downstairs and they'll pick you up and then this is like all right we have to be at the place at 11 all right do you have the address yeah all right let's get in the car <laughs> you know, and, it's, you know. and it's funny because because the truth is normally I kind of have my times a little like set like okay i'll shower at this time and go down for breakfast because i kind of take into consideration the fact that i can go to the lobby or to the breakfast place uh-huh. in the hotel here i had to make my own breakfast and i was like <laughs> I, I woke up extra early to make sure that i had time because i knew that it would be a lot yeah, different it's the struggle and it, yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was a struggle. It really was. I we're gonna we're gonna spend the entire podcast and interview talking about <laughs> the, our, struggle. <laughs> the, the struggle. The struggle is of real. Doing promo in your home city, cooking bread. Oh my goodness! No, tell us what's the status on your new album, um, Arte. It's titled Arte. Yes. Uh, the new single is Voy Te Quemo, which mm-hmm. is amazing. If you guys haven't uh, heard it, please listen so to much. it. Thank it's you. the best. What thank like a summer you, song. You're so, you're so nice. Um, Arte is is well, it's our album. It's it's done pretty much so we're just now kind of talking about the creatives of our next single which is called Para Olvidarte that's a ballad and we're going to be releasing a video um, and a song every say month or every three weeks before the album release so that way when the album comes out we have already have five songs out six songs out or something like that with videos with videos and stuff so like each that. single will have a video <coughs> along each, with each yeah. yes okay and and songs that aren't even singles that are just in the album that we're just gonna release before are gonna have videos as well why is that just kind, kind of, of we want to put a visual to element the, to element to these songs we feel like it's such a visual album so we want to try mm. to also kind of um well our whole the whole concept of the album it's called art you know so we kind of want to try to have a bunch of different forms of art inside the album that's visually with with videos or with pictures or with or dance dance you know some mm-hmm. of the videos are going to have people dancing or people painting or people whatever you know and um art is really not a lot of times you know 
they've asked us in interviews when they find out that our album name is titled Arte, they're like, isn't that a little pretentious? You know, mm-hmm. that, that you're like, oh, naming your own, you know, and we're like, well, first, it's also because a song in the album is titled that, and we thought the name was pretty cool, but also art is just kind of expression, you know. Yeah. If I think something is art, doesn't mean that you'll think it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, you, you might not it's hang your own it in take your, on it. Yeah, yeah, you not you might not hang it in your living room, but I might have it all over mm-hmm. my place because I love it. You know yeah. what I mean? So art is just expression, and in this album, that's kind of what we did. We we didn't have any any limitations as far as like or rules uh, or genres that that just kind of have you in this box. If you're like, all right, I, I'm a ballad singer. So you only do ballads, and if you're in the studio and all of a sudden an up-tempo comes up, you're like, all right, um, what do I do with this because I'm not supposed to be doing this, you know? If you, when if you, you have no genres that, that really have you in that box, you have the liberty of doing just pretty much anything that mm, comes out okay. of your heart, you yeah. know? And in this case, that's kind of what we did. We just wrote songs that, that we wanted to write without thinking about anything or anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and why why was Boy Kekemo the first single that you guys chose? It, it, you know, it was actually one of the last songs we wrote for the album. It, it also um, almost didn't make the album, mm. and we kind of fought for it. At the end, we we had I think it was a total of of thirteen songs, and we thirteen or twelve. Now that I'm thinking, and we really also there's there's a track in the album, which is the last one that we call. El viaje, mm-hmm. you know, and it's basically kind of like this instrumental um, trip of um, pieces of each song in the album, you know, made into this big um, symphonic, symphonic kind of you know, like kind of orchestrated track. You know, it's it's pretty cool. And so we had the option of keeping that, or or maybe there was another song that didn't make the album that that we chose. It was either Kim or that other song, and. We said, you know what? No, we we we, we asked our label because our label had we we submitted twelve songs mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, we're gonna make the album of ten songs plus this instrumental. Which okay, make it eleven, and then they're like, all right, and they had left Boy Que Quemo out, mm. and we're like, dude, you know, we need that other up tempo to you for for live. Purposes, it's very catchy, you know? yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, all right, fine, we'll leave it. And then when they were choosing the single, they chose Boy Que Quemo. Yeah, and we're like, like, actually, we really <laughs> like this, and we want this to be the yeah. first single, and we're like, okay, we yeah, love it, you yeah, know what I mean? So oh it went God. from almost not, not even making making it. the album to everyone unanimously saying, oh, this should be the first single. That's so crazy. Can we listen yeah. to it? Yes. Yeah. Let's see. Cuidado, no miran sorbito de a poquito y cariñito esta cita era pa' comer cardeadito niña linda para no joderte tranquila tranquila el cuchillo y los materes no vigilan trigueña bonita y vas llevando mi conquista a tu rincón Oyareno tu cintura conmigo se pusiendo un día hasta el ruedo del pantalón Dale un muerde, dale un suelo, dale un muerde, dale un suelo. 
suelo para morderte en el suelo, amor. Bonita, pa bonita, ya. Bonita. I love it, love it. Ah, um, when so you guys have been writing songs for just superstars like we mentioned before. When was the that moment that you guys were like, you know what, let's do our own thing, let's do it for us this time? You know, we we had been before before this album. We we consider Arte our first album, despite the fact that we had a previous album with a previous record label. We were called MR. It was mm-hmm. it was a different thing. It, that album, thank God, gave us so many alegrías. We we so many alegrías. Mm. Spanish, Spanish, Spanish right there. Um, we we were able to tour Latin America with the album, and we were super happy. Pero uh, when we started writing for other artists, you know, you really have to like immerse yourself in their world and in their kind of their head. Um, before writing a song for Talia, for example, we listened to her music for like five hours. Just listening and listening. How how would she word this? How would she say this? What would she sing? What kind of melodies she, you know? And you kind of just like immersed in this world where you just kind of absorbing all this information and writing a song for someone else and just kind of like giving up your instinct. Mm-hmm. As to, I would probably say this like this, and you're like, yeah, but she doesn't understand that word because she's not from where you're from. So you gotta have to, oh. you know, and you kind of. So it takes research. It, it takes research. Bit, yeah. It does take a little bit of research, and it also takes sacrifice, artistic sacrifice quote unquote because you as your your kind of like your instinct will take will take you somewhere but then you have to like think about it and be like wait you know you're not writing this for yourself you're writing this for someone else so after you do you do that for a couple months you kind of leave with this like identity crisis kind of thing mm. you're like wait so how would i sing something yeah. okay i need to write something for myself or else i'm going to go crazy because i'm not really Yes, you're you're expressing yourself, but at the same time, you're kind of limited to the way you're expressing yourself, you know, because you're writing for someone else. You, you, if you're feeling something that's so personal, you're like, well, yeah, I can't mention this person's name. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, if I'm writing a song for Talia, I can't mention gender. I can't say, like, oh, my girl or oh, something like okay. that, you know, uh-huh. so you're kind of, like, limited in some way. So out of that identity crisis that you go through after writing, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Writing songs for other people for several months, we just kind of sat down one day and I was like, I'm going to write a song that just, not thinking about musical structure the way it needs to be or, oh, it needs to be this long. Or, I'm just going to mm-hmm. write whatever comes to mind. Yeah. And that's how Arte came out, which was the first song we wrote for this album. Okay. Which just pretty much said, I, the song talks about singing for... I sing for me like mm-hmm. I don't you know what I mean that kind of stuff and and it kind of defined the musical um, essence that the songs were gonna have from now on and we just out of taking out all those filters and and whatever we found what we believe is our sound mm-hmm. you know and then uh, you guys are in your early 20s I think it's safe to say and where do you guys get that inspiration because um, these are deep songs that you guys I'm have written. I'm 23, very happy. Just just <laughs> turned 23. I'm about I just turned 26. Yeah, I'm about really? to be 26. August 6. Oh, cool. Yeah, you're That's older than me for from I think like three months. <gasps> I, I turned 26 in November oh. November 21st. Oh, okay. We might actually see each other at the Grammys, and that's usually when I celebrate my birthday. Oh, me, me, then. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. We, we usually go to the Sony <laughs> after party, right, at the Grammys, and and I consider that party my birthday party. Oh, <laughs> okay. So one one year I'm gonna win so many Grammys, and I'm gonna tell my record label, I'm gonna be, be like, you're not gonna call this the Sony after party. You're gonna call this Ricky. Birthday. Ricky's birthday. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, now I forgot the... the oh. The inspiration. So the yeah. inspiration. Yeah, I totally blanked out now. Um, the inspiration, I think, comes from from what we live and what we want to kind of talk about. And I feel like it's it has so much to do with with the fact that I, I feel like everybody... Because it's mostly all about love, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to say <clears throat> things in a way that no one has ever said it. Because the truth is, is that everybody, so everything is already invented, and everything is out there, and people fall in love, and that story has been told. Mm-hmm. But um, we try to. I think it's half the fact that we want to be able to say things differently, and that also inspires us to make to want to um, write more songs and want to. Um, be better and everything but also um, just things that happen to us in a daily in a daily basis you know like with my with my girlfriend or with whatever is going on in Ricky's life or something that might have happened in a in a friend's life or do you guys come together to write it or are you writing and then you're like hey I wrote something it depends it depends like with particularly I started writing it in my apartment here with um, with John who's a guy that um, we pretty much do everything we so we've been working together for like two years and and we just kind of created this songwriting team that we call kiss the chief and that's what we um, use as a as a name to produce for other people mm, or whatever okay. you know so 
um, we called Mao, and and that's how kind of how Mugi Kimo got started. He was in Georgia, Georgia yeah. at the oh, time. But okay. then there's songs like Toda Para Mi, which is one of the album songs that I wrote by myself, or Arte that I wrote by myself in the studio, mm-hmm. or Jure that Mao wrote by himself in the studio. So, so um, it depends really, and and like when it comes down to it, if we have like 20 songs that we have to choose for the album, we just kind of find the ones that best represent the concept that this album kind of for example you know what <coughs> I was telling you about the fact that there was this one song that got left out mm-hmm. for Voy Kegemo that song was one that I had written and I was 100% sure that Voy Kegemo even though it wasn't like my song alone that Voy Kegemo was the better option you know and it's mm-hmm. not it doesn't really um, like in our in our lives and in this relationship that we have as brothers and as obviously co-workers we kind of don't have the need to be like hey no I want more songs of mine to be in the album because you know I want it to be fair no it's usually we try to find which songs like Rick was saying best represent what we're trying to say with this album and in this case we felt like Void Kikemo was more of a more a part of this album than the other song was Mm -hmm. and then uh, in this process that you're writing what role does your dad play in it or does he help guide your writing or he just kind of has a say at the end or it it depends like to use that as an example again I was writing the the lyrics at like a coffee shop by my house and I got to a point where I was just kind of like stuck and done with it and I was just like oh man like I, I can't think of these phrases like a couple phrases that were left and I picked up the phone and I was like dad alright uh, are you free yeah I'm free alright so this is the melody hear it alright this is the idea and concept of the song help me find these um, last phrases and we did we, we wrote it together over the phone so kind of like music is, is a love that we all share in mm-hmm. the family so that's what we do in our off time as well so it's not so much like as a work ethic that like oh I gotta show my dad before or whatever not at all it's just kind of like hey, we admire him so much lyrically and musically, you know, so it's like, hey, we're stuck, hey, do you want to come into this song? And just kind of like, without even thinking, he's Ricardo Montanero, our father, mm-hmm. just kind of like another songwriter that we work with. And it's he's someone we admire and know that his lyrical taste is something that we like. So it's like, hey, you want to come in on the song? And then he comes in on the song. But at the actually, he, he heard the, the album when it was pretty much already finished. Yeah. He wasn't kind of like in the studio there with us, like, hey, again, another take, another take mm-hmm. or whatever. I think that kind of happened years before where he was just kind of molding us as people, but as songwriters as of well. Course, he was, yeah. He was helping us out. And, and when we would write songs when we were 12 years old, he'd be like, you got to redo that chorus. You got to redo that. You got to redo this. You got to redo that. And that trained us. And now when we write songs, he, he doesn't really have that many notes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So then, uh, <clears throat> what's your favorite song, Ricky, on on the album? Oh, it's so hard. I, I I have phases. Like I'll have, I'll like one for like two months, and it'll be my favorite. I think the one that's constantly because just because I feel like it's the best song I've ever written. Mm-hmm. It's called Toa Para Mi. I just feel like that song is is such like a big expression of love and to someone, and and we enjoy singing it a lot, and. It's usually a song that gets kind of like a little bit of a reaction in people just because of the way, I don't know, it's super honest. I didn't write it thinking about an album at all. I wrote it to dedicate it to my girlfriend mm-hmm. and 
I just wanted to write my girlfriend writes songs as well so I, it, it was okay. my mission was writing a song that was so good <laughs> that she would really really like it you know because when you're a songwriter and someone sings you a song that they wrote you're automatically thinking I would have done that this way or uh-huh. I would you know done yeah. this or, or you're like yeah I like that or I don't really love it or mm-hmm. you know so I know that as a songwriter and it happens like when I show a song to Mao when he shows a song to me that you're constantly yeah enjoying it but also critiquing in your head and ready to tell him your notes at by the end of it so I wanted to really sit down and write a song that lyrically and musically was like okay I have no notes or nothing mm-hmm. to say so it took me a was while was that the case? <clears throat> it was yeah she okay. didn't say anything <laughs> but my, my dad didn't say anything Mao didn't say anything I, I Actually, wrote this song when I heard that song it made me tear up Aww. and it's it's kind of I wrote it in an airport and on a flight to Nicaragua literally oh and my then God. on the hotel in Nicaragua we were doing a, a show there and I kept showing them little parts that I was writing because I wrote it little by little mm-hmm. and I was like alright so I just wrote this verse what do you think uh, oh I love it alright cool <laughs> um you know, and I wrote uh-huh. it. It took me like four days, and and I'm not. That's why it's. I, I'm not one that that does well in like writing camps mm. and stuff. Now that you're I, I can't. That, I, I don't can't. I am. I, I'm not good at that because I take really long with lyrics. Okay. okay. I'm not one that can be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's good enough. All right, yeah, okay. It Cause, takes cause, time. You know, I feel, I feel like also, it happens often that songwriters kind of just. Okay, I need to I need to land this. I need to land this. I need to land this. I need to find a pitch. I need to have a you know. So they're just kind of like printing out um, mm-hmm. songs. songs as if it were like yeah you know paper you know and uh-huh. just printing out and printing out and printing out just I for think, the heck of it exactly yeah. just because just see I have which, to, which yeah what, let's see which one's gonna stick. It's one of not these like is gonna I want to have one really amazing song that I took my time on. It's like I think the mindset is more of a I want to have 20 uh, songs so they have of, 20 songs out of 20 options. one has to be good enough to be landed you know mm, okay and, and our I, mentality I'd rather have so we, we think about re, like having one really quality good placement over quantity yeah than having t- 10 ickies placements mm-hmm. you know? yeah I said ickies <laughs> I love that word <laughs> I always say it yeah. but but I in the case you know actually now that you were talking about blah blah I mean um, it Rick wrote it in a moment in our lives where we were kind of m- not musically but frustrated with with our career frustrated with kind of with how things were happening mm-hmm. identity we, crisis moment yeah, we, we were we were we were promoting a cover you know we 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 were promoting a song that wasn't written by us in that moment and Talia at that moment was number 1 with a song we had written okay so it was we felt really hype like hypocritical like promoting a, a cover two songwriters promoting a cover and their actual song they wrote was number one on radio mm-hmm. and we were fighting for this one to chart at all and it was a cover and we were like we weren't really happy at that moment okay yeah so the song came out in a moment where we were really not reconsidering our career I, I'd paths say but the whole album kind of came from from that, that place yeah where, where we were finding each other musically and and you know personally mm-hmm. and, with that. and thankfully everything kind of lined up and the and we uh, we went through a process where we changed record labels and mm-hmm. and whatever and, and now we found we find ourselves in a place where even if a chart 
if a song doesn't chart, we're still so happy with it, you know, because it's so. And thankfully, we came on. So we we just we're pretty much we've been promoting it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've been concentrating a lot there, and the song was um top ten for like six weeks or something yeah. like that. And we're super thankful. But even if it wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. we're still super. It, it identifies us and it and it's it defines us so well that it's kind of just like oh that's me if it doesn't if it's not charting mm-hmm. look cool so it, it will hit someone's heart yeah or it'll hit, you know when you have when you're promoting a cover and then it's all just about where it's in the charts mm-hmm. or else it doesn't matter yeah you know okay and that's kind of where we were when, when the song came out and I can sing you a little bit of it yes, if you want yes please it's it's my favorite song in the album to sing let's see. I'm gonna take out my ring because it's impossible to play it with it. Aquí está el corazoncito mío y me está pidiendo una aspirina que le está doliendo la cabeza por andar pensando todo el tiempo en ti. Vio bailando un tango con tu boca, me vio suspirarte el alma, también vio menguarle la vergüenza a la luna aquí desnuda con el sol. Vio tocándole la puerta, aquel late ahí en tu pecho, me vio confesarle por chimoso todos sus secretos. Toda para mí, con tu prisa y tu cautela, con tus ganas de reír, con tu lado de mi camino estas noches sin dormir. No te vi venir, loco por amor, por morderte la mirada y asomarme a tu balcón. Ahora el mar tiene pestañas porque así lo quiso Dios. No te quiero compartir, tú eres toda para mí. Yeah. I loved it. So, um, there's no set date yet on when Arte will, will be released. released. No, there, there was. There was one. There was. It was going to be in November. Mm-hmm. Or December, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we had. We, we were already planning the launch party and everything. It was going to be the 1st of December during Art Basel in Miami. And it was okay. going to be this thing. But we chose to release more music before the album came out. We just kind of want to define, have people already knowing what's kind of coming mm-hmm. instead of just. Hey, here's two singles, like the typical, you know, two singles and the and album the comes album. out. Okay. We just kind of want to have, we what we promote is music over anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't care about um, most of what comes with being in this industry, yeah. you know? There, there's a lot of superficial stuff that... Oh, yeah. So, all we want to promote is music. So, if that's what we want, then we need to have a lot of music out there. We can't just be living on one song for three months, of four course. months, and then another song for yeah. four months, and then an album, and then... You're promoting another single from that album, and the other songs don't really see the light of day unless you buy the album, mm-hmm. you know? So we decided to just release a bunch of music and a bunch of um, 
ex- expressive content that's yeah. visual or whatever and then release an album say February mm-hmm. March yeah. you know that's without without a rush because the only thing that we were felt rushed to release an album before was because we just kind of wanted more songs to be out mm-hmm. there and tell people like yeah Boykakem was a part of the album but it's not everything mm-hmm. you have songs like Toa Para Mi and songs like other songs that are a different kind of yeah. world from that as well and you have other songs that are like like Boykakemo you know and just kind of I don't know releasing more music which is what we what we're here to and I think do. I think uh, we've seen just how Frank Ocean did it this time yeah. around don't rush it just take your time and just look at what he, he put really out there did, yeah, oh my god really <laughs> yes but, he did but, but at the same time if, you, if you've been following our music from the beginning like we'll have fans that have been following us since 2008 uh huh and we released our first album we had been just they knew us from like when we used to play with our dad and mm-hmm. he let us like open so we'd sing the songs that we had written so all they had was like YouTube videos of us singing those songs and then the album came out in 2011 and and 2012 in Mexico and we haven't released an album since yeah so it's been four years so technically it's time <laughs> you know what I mean like it's been forever but yeah. it took that long for us to really Find something where we're gonna be like, you know what? I could be 75 years old and singing the song. Yeah, you know, it'll be worth the wait. Oh yeah, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. And and I want and I want to show you more more songs eventually as well for you to hear it before the album comes out, so you can tell me what you think. Perfect, perfect. I'm excited. So be on the lookout for more singles. Yes. yes. Maui Ricky, and then their album Arte. Yeah. We're very excited. Very Thank you guys so much for, for coming. You. You're you so guys cool. are. I swear, I enjoyed this interview so much. You don't <laughs> even too. know. It was so fun. It was so much was fun. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.